You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I am Evan Giddings. Download the Odyssey app to rate us and subscribe to us there. Also, check us out on YouTube on the 95.7 The Game channel. Subscribe to that while you're there. Uh, we're going to get into some quarterback-related subjects today, Mark, because there were some comments from the local media, from some national media about Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, the quarterback room that is uh, pretty much the uh, number one topic in San Francisco, and we might have a little f- bit of fun towards the end, as we always do. Before we dive in, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I mean, not only the the top topic in 49ers land, but it's one of the bigger topics around the entire league, what the 49ers are going to do at quarterback. That's probably a little less the discussion, more so just kind of the wild situation the 49ers are in. It's not just us. There's everyone, and, and we will mention a, a couple of people who have been talking about the 49ers quarterbacks coming up here in just a little bit. Um, but it is one of the top topics around the entire league. We'll continue to dive into it. We will throw the rest of the month into August as the preseason gets going and all of that. Really looking forward to it. Um, but overall, I'm doing well. Uh, I get some time off coming up this week. I'm going to enjoy some time with the family, which should be a lot of fun. But I'm fired up for this episode, Evan. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I got my uh, my little coffee here. Shout out to uh, Timo's Cafe on 24th and Harrison in the Mission. Mm. <sighs> Nothing like black coffee in the morning <laughs> to get yourself situated. Shout out to them. Always keeping me healthy and most importantly, caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, looking forward to this week and looking forward to this episode because, Mark, we got a couple of comments that are related to to Trey Lance and the quarterback situation, but from both a local and national angle. And so I want to start with the local one first. Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, in his most recent, um, I guess, discussion about Trey Lance, you know, essentially was speaking about the quarterback room and how they appear to like or dislike Trey Lance. And what he said was uh, the 49ers appear to like Trey more now than at any point since he's been with the team. But if Brock Purdy gets healthy, stays healthy and performs, Trey Lance may never get a chance. So the question we posed is, do the 49ers like Trey Lance more now than at any other point? I'll give you first serve, Mark. How'd you feel about that? Um, First thoughts is that seems impossible. Um, just because of the 49ers starting Trey Lance last year, despite the fact that they had both Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy on the roster. Now I know the the politics of high picks and you expect them to play and all of that. And now you have this other sample. 
Um, and, and that's what makes it more difficult to play Trey Lance now because you have someone who's proven at least more than Trey Lance has. But first glance, this doesn't seem, I don't know, possible to me. Just considering what we have seen from the 49ers, especially over what, like the last six months, maybe more like five months after the end of the season, everything they've said about Trey Lance, um, John Lynch, I know it wasn't him confirming that they were trying to trade him, but confirming that they're, you know, answering phone calls about Trey Lance, all of that, the things that they've, that they've said about him, when you compare them to what they said about Brock Purdy, the fact that they signed Sam Darnold, um, if you were higher on Trey Lance now than you were last year when he was your starter, wouldn't you feel comfortable with him being your backup quarterback? All of that combined, Evan, I'm not really sure I buy it. Matt Mayoko generally has a good sense, very good reporter, and it often seems like he's the 49ers, um, I don't know, go-to guy to, to give them certain things. It, it does seem like he's connected in that sense. So this might be what the 49ers are telling him, Evan. I'm not saying he's making it up, but I just would push back on the fact that I don't think the 49ers actually feel this way about Trey Lance. Well, and that's kind of the part where it's difficult to see. The actions don't really match the words that yeah. we're hearing, because if, in fact, you were in love with Trey Lance or you like Trey Lance more than you ever have, then why this offseason did you bring in not one, but two new quarterbacks that you have discussed as being uh, you know, capable of? at any point throughout the season, Sam Darnold, and, and I'll throw even Brandon Allen in there because we've heard some wild rumors about him this offseason as well. <laughs> so I, I think from that perspective, I don't really see it. But at face value, I do kind of take Miyoko's word for it, and maybe that's just blind trust. But I, I do think that at this point, Trey Lance is you know coming up on his third year. I do think they like him more now than at any other point, or at least they should like him more now than at any other point because they've had the most time with him than at any other point part in his early career. So, you know, I, I do think that they like him. Uh, the question is, do they like him enough or do they like him in the ways that fans would like to see, uh, you know, manifest itself on the field? That appears to be the disconnect to me to where I don't believe we're going to get to see Trey Lance very often this year at all. And if we do, it probably means something has gone wrong. And, that is where I just, again, with the way that he was used last season, the way that he's kind of fallen out of favor and going from starting quarterback beginning of last season to potentially quarterback three at the beginning of this season, there, there just seems to be something off. And I, I can't quite put my finger on it, Mark, but I don't think that the messaging we're hearing from the 49ers or from media about Trey Lance matches up with their actions. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. Um, and even some of the things they've said, I feel like, while they have, for the most part, been complimentary because they're not going to openly bash any of their players, there still have been differences in the way that these quarterbacks are talked about. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but I do feel like you can kind of get a, a look into the way they actually feel about these individual guys based on how they talk about them. Um, but you're right. They, they still have been, for the most part, complimentary. And, you know, they're not going to damage their player mentally. They're not going to hurt his reputation across the league. He's still a 49er, whether he plays, whether they trade him, whether they just let his contract expire and, and don't extend him. It doesn't do them any good to do that. So 
I think I'm a little less concerned about what they say and more about what they do. And for me, I just can't get past the Sam Darnold signing. And what I think it was Adam Schefter a couple of weeks ago brought up, it's a really good point. Why the hell did it happen so quickly? The first day of free agency, there were obviously discussions between these two parties for a long time, leading, not necessarily a long time, but for at least a period of time before free agency actually opened. You don't just immediately come to an agreement. I know it wasn't the most wild contract, a one-year contract, not going to have a bunch of wild stipulations and bonuses and crazy things here and there. It wasn't like the Jimmy Garoppolo contract last year where they had to work out playtime bonuses and if he leads the team to the playoffs and all of that. But um, I can't just get past that, Evan. If Sam Darnold is on this roster, it just seems to me to say that the 49ers are not comfortable with Trey Lance as their second string quarterback, or at the very least, they want to see if someone else can be better. And they feel like a cast off, still youngish quarterback, but who's really been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league during his time in the league. They want to at least see if he can beat out their third overall pick from a couple of years ago. And that to me does not mean it couldn't, it can't possibly mean that they are higher on Trey Lance now than they've been at any point, including last year when he was the team's freaking starter. Well, let me play Satan's advocate here because I think the Sam Darnold signing to me in a way does make sense from the perspective of Sam Darnold's services are probably more sought after than I think a lot of fans would like to admit just because he was a starting caliber quarterback. And if you're coming into a situation here where you're, I guess, being inserted as the third quarterback in the room uh, prior to everything we now know about, you know, whether it's uh, QB2, potentially QB1. Uh, then you have to move quickly if you're the 49ers because you're trying to make the best offer possible. And also, if Trey Lance truly is a project and Brock Purdy is at the time an unknown because he still hadn't had his surgery or had been very close to having his surgery, well, then you do have to make a move quickly and you do have to go out and get the best quarterback available that is also attainable, that is realistic. And Sam Darnold was cheap. He was a, a single-season flyer. And I think they're able to pitch to him the possibility of starting. And so I don't think that has to do so much with, with, with Trey Lance in the way that it has to do with you're just covering your bases. You're covering your ass in case Trey Lance doesn't end up being good. Brock Purdy can't be healthy because then you can't be stuck with a third potential no-name. You can't have Brandon Allen start at any point this season with the type of roster that you have. Like that's to me where I, I guess I can see why the Darnold signing makes sense as well as the immediacy with which they chose to sign him. Yeah. The, I mean, the big X factor here is Purdy's health. And I guess when the signing happened, it, it wasn't sure exactly. I mean, we're still not sure now, but you didn't have yeah. all the positive steps over the last couple of months from Brock Purdy and his health and his progress and his rehab, which seems to be really pretty far ahead of schedule at this point, which is certainly good news for the 49ers. I, my mind, and maybe this is just the, the pessimist in me, Evan, but my mind, when I hear something like this, especially from Matt Mayoko, who I think you agree, I agree, um, knows what he's talking about. He's not making any of these things up. He has sources inside the 49ers. The 49ers feed him certain things. It seems to me. Um, and he seems to be pretty well tapped in. Um, 
I can't shake the feeling that when I hear Matt Mayoko report something like this, again, quote from Matt Mayoko on Twitter, the 49ers appear to like Trey Lance more now than at any point since he's been with the team. When I hear that, what I can't shake, Evan, is the 49ers are saying that to Matt Mayoko so he can put it out to the masses so the 49ers can try their darndest to boost up his what he's worth on, on the trade market potentially. I can't get rid of that thought in my mind, Evan, but then the 49ers are dealing with a situation where they brought in this other quarterback, Sam Darnold, like we're talking about. Potentially, Sam Darnold wins the number two job out of camp, and then the 49ers, despite their best efforts at trying to massage Trey Lance's worth and his trade value, he's a third-string quarterback on your own roster. You can't have those two things go against each other. They just like cancel each other out. I don't I, I can't get past the idea that the 49ers are trying their best to put out publicly their love for Trey Lance so other teams might be persuaded to say, hey, they actually do still have you know some good feelings towards Trey Lance. Maybe we'll go out, we'll up our offer just a little bit and try to bring Trey Lance over to our side. I still don't think whatever offer that the 49ers would get, and I do believe that they have gotten offers, despite the, I think it was the Schefter report that that said that there's been no trade market for Trey Lance. I yeah. do not buy that. I mean, I, I buy that there hasn't been any sort of legitimate um, conversation because any any conversation that happens between the 49ers and another team is, hey, we'll give you a, a bottom round pick for Trey Lance or just want to kind of get your, your gauge on what you think he's worth. And of course, you're not trading a third overall pick for anything less than at this point, if you haven't even seen what he is yet, uh, a top three round pick. And that to me is not anything you're going to fetch. So there's just that, that conversation doesn't happen. Uh, but I don't believe that teams haven't made calls. The teams haven't inquired. And so I think you're right. They're trying to maybe posture a bit and keep his value at a certain level. Uh, but I also think that Kyle Shanahan is, I, I don't know what word you want to use. It could be um, innovative. It could be arrogant. Uh, it could be intelligent. Whatever word you want to use, I think Kyle Shanahan is that enough to think that this quarterback room is going to be one that he can succeed with this season and that he's going to make work no matter what Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, or Trey Lance believe their role in it to be. Like, he's just going to roll out the best guy on day one. It appears right now to be Brock Purdy. If that changes, well, then maybe it's Sam Darnold. If that changes, maybe it's Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan is doing everything he can to keep us, as well as it seems like his quarterback's guessing, so that he can focus on what he really wants to, which is trying to win football games with arguably the best roster in football outside of the quarterback position. I don't know if I agree with Trey Lance, or pardon me, Kyle Shanahan keeping his own players, his own quarterbacks guessing. 100%, I think he has... He gets an immense amount of joy out of misleading us, the media, the fans. What I, I think he enjoys, maybe not misleading, that might be too strong of a word, but at least not giving them the full picture. And I mean, he shouldn't. He's a National Football League head coach. He's not going to put his business out there for everyone, which would immediately get to all the other teams. He's not going to do that. But I think he has a ton of fun, uh, you know, whether it's he's randomly his his son or daughter or whatever pulls up something that some talking head said on Twitter and he shows it to him and, and Shanahan gets a giant smile on his face. Like, Oh my God, there's no way that 
that uh, Brock Purdy is is going to be healthy for week one. This is great, or, or whatever the situation is. I feel like he enjoys watching people kind of grasp at straws for what he's trying to do. But I get the sense internally, Evan, that the 49ers know exactly what's going on and exactly what their plan is. I, I think if you were to anonymously poll and you got everyone's honest responses back, I think most people in the 49ers organization would say, Purdy's the number one, Sam Donald's the number two, and Trey Lance is the number three. I think it's relatively clear to the 49ers organization at this point, but they're doing everything they can to kind of hide that from the general public. Well, what I think, before we transition real fast, I what I mean by keep them guessing is that, yes, I think the hierarchy is established right now, but what if Brock Purdy has a setback? Or Trey Lance comes out and balls out in training camp? Or Sam Darnold does? Like keeping them guessing from the sense of it could be your chance to be the quarterback at any time and you need to prepare accordingly. Like that, that's, I think, the conversation that is had because right now, like it just, it changes seemingly on a day to day basis and maybe it doesn't internally. But for us, Mark, there's so many different signs and, uh, you know, quotes out there that seem to point us in a different direction than we had the week before that unless Kyle Shanahan has uh, a cemented, quarterback hierarchy on his whiteboard at home and he is not moving off of it uh, i think he is open to potentially changing so i don't know um look it's it's fascinating it's interesting it's something we're going to continue to talk about uh as we do seemingly every single week another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On the, the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out there. Rate, subscribe to us there. Uh, the second part of this conversation, Mark, has to do with uh, the national angle of this, which is kind of akin to what Mayoko is saying. Uh, and I believe that was from the 49ers talk, most recent episode of that. Mm-hmm. But Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker podcast, Greg Cosell works with NFL Films, um, NFL Matchup, but he was on the Ross Tucker podcast, who's an NFL insider for us with Odyssey. Basically, his quote about the situation is, and to Miyoko's point, I don't think that the, the 49ers have soured on Trey Lance. He's a work in progress, and this is not a work in progress roster. That's where he's coming from, and I, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, no, 100%. The second line there, he's a work in progress, and this is not a work in progress roster. That I 100% agree with. I don't think there's really any room for debate there. Whether you think Trey Lance still has the ability to be a legitimately good quarterback in this league, or you think he's a bust and he's never going to be successful at this level, you agree he's still a work in progress. He's not an elite quarterback by any stretch of the imagination right now. He has to work to get there. So, 100% I agree with Greg Cosell there. The question is, and and this is where the the link to what Mayoko says is, is, quote, I don't think the 49ers soured on Trey Lance. That's what's a little bit more up in the air and debatable. It's what we've spent so much time this offseason talking about, and we will continue to talk about as the season comes closer, Evan. 
Um, but but Greg Cosell is 100% right. The reason the 49ers, it seems at least externally, are less willing to play Trey Lance now is because they have a roster that they believe can win the Super Bowl at this very moment, and they have at least what they perceive to be a better option at quarterback, someone who's less of a work in progress, as Greg Cosell put it. Uh, so he is correct, a thousand percent correct. The 49ers seem to be less willing to start Trey Lance now because he's a work in progress, because their roster is so good. However, I don't immediately believe that that just has to mean that they haven't soured on him. It also could mean that. But the reason, the main reason, is because of what their roster looks like. Yes, and I also think that it's kind of a, I don't know, a message about how they feel a bit about Darnold or how he perceives their feelings about Darnold, which is, whether you think Darnold's a good quarterback or, or a bad quarterback or somewhere in between, I probably I would lean towards below average, but he is not a work in progress. Like even though Sam Darnold, I think, is twenty five going on twenty six, uh, he's much more of a established commodity. Like you, you can project, I think, what you're going to get from him in that offense far easier than Trey Lance, and Trey Lance's potential is far greater than Sam Darnold, but I do think that there is some comfort in knowing exactly what you're going to get on a week-in, a week-out basis, and if Kyle Shanahan believes that that, I don't know, floor of Sam Darnold is good enough to win him games, then I do believe, whether it's uh, ridiculous, that he would feel more comfortable starting him than the question mark that is Trey Lance at this point, that work in progress that is Trey Lance, because as Cosell mentioned, as we're talking about, you can't have a work in progress when you also have Super Bowl aspirations. I don't think that those two are are in lockstep with each other. So I think it's kind of talking about how, you know, Brock Purdy is the unknown commodity here more so, or just as much as Trey Lance, but he's the best guy at this point. And then Sam Darnold is the one who's not a work in progress even if you don't think he should be the dude. I have a question for you. So obviously so much of this is what we're talking about right now. So much of this quarterback decision, uh, which again, it seems like is less of a decision. It seems like it's already been made. Um, But so much of this conversation, (laughs) we'll see. So much of this conversation is about the fact that this is a roster that can win a Super Bowl. So let's say, Evan, the 49ers have the same exact quarterback room but much, much less talent on the rest of their roster. They're not a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Maybe they can sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they'll be a five, a six, whatever, a five or six seed. They're not going to win their division, most likely. Maybe they can sneak in, but they'll be a big underdog in the first round of the playoffs. Do the 49ers make the same decision at the quarterback room? Meaning, would they start Brock Purdy? Everything else being the same, just the expectations, the talent of this roster not nearly as high. I guess the question really becomes, do they still believe in the upside of Trey Lance? Or do they actually think that Brock Purdy is the long-term, much better quarterback moving forward? I I honestly don't think someone like Kyle Shanahan would look at it that way. I think he looks at every single game as winnable. And I think he looks at every single game as needing the best player to help you win that game being out there. So I actually, I don't, Thing, it changes a whole lot. I agree. Um, I, I don't think if the roster is um, that far less that he's moving away from Purdy and he's starting Trey Lance, 
Maybe I guess there's a conversation to be had about who the backup is, or if you even bring Sam Darnold in at all, if you don't think that you're going to be a final four esque team, but no, actually I I don't think much changes at all. Do you? No, I don't think so either, which I I think, I don't know exactly what what leads you to that conclusion. But for me, it's because I think, Contrary to what Greg Cosell is saying, contrary to what Matt Mayoko is saying, I think it's because they have lost a lot of faith and trust in Trey Lance. And they, behind closed doors, just simply feel like he was a a mistake, a, a bad pick. And they are ready internally to not give him another chance to move on. They've seen all that they need in their mind, and they're riding with what they think is the better option, not just now but in the future. So if you were to take the expectations out of it, I don't think it's a situation where the 49ers are like, all right, well, you know, we're a decent team. We're middle of the pack. If things go right, maybe we make the playoffs and they start Trey Lance, hoping that as the season progresses, he gets better. And then he, he jumps Brock Purdy, you know, whatever, I don't know, barrier that is or wherever he, he passes him. And they hope Art, once once the postseason comes around, we hope we're a better team with Trey Lance with that development. I don't think that's how they feel about this situation. Now, of course, this is just a, a wild hypothetical that came to me to throw out there. But everyone is is almost kind of hiding behind the this is a Super Bowl roster. That's why they're starting the guy with more experience who played four years in college who uh, flashed more in a small sample size than Lance did in an even smaller sample size. I don't think that's the reason. The reason is just they think Brock Purdy's a better quarterback now and in the future. I don't think this has much to do with uh, the, the pressure of trying to win a Super Bowl and not relying on the least experienced quarterback to do that. But I also don't think that means that they believe Trey was a mistake. Like, I I think it does. I don't think it's about Trey Lance, quite honestly. Like, I know he's the center of all of these topics, but I think it is more so about what they believe Brock Purdy to be than what they believe Trey Lance to not be. That's how I read all of this. It's Brock Purdy gives the 49ers the best chance to win football games, mm-hmm. whether it's a win now roster, whether it's you know a, a playoff aspiration roster, whether it might even be a, a bad roster. He is young. He is uh, seemingly you know the next man up to take over at, at quarterback for this franchise for the foreseeable future. And until that changes, he's the guy. Like I, I don't think it's that they don't think Trey Lance is good or that he's a bust or that he stinks. I think it's literally just. You got a guy that's better in front of him that you didn't expect to be there. And now you have to recalibrate. Now you have to reevaluate your room. And this is the result of it. I think it's, I 100% know where you're coming from and understand it. I think it's about Trey Lance only in the sense of how he relates to Brock Purdy. Obviously, it's about Brock Purdy being better, but there there comes a certain extent where, I mean, if you're if you're better than someone else, it's related to that someone else's ability. So I do understand what you're saying. I'm probably a little more uh, pessimistic on the 49ers thoughts about Trey Lance than you are, but I would just argue it is about Trey Lance in the sense that it can't be about Brock Purdy being better than Trey Lance without it being about Trey Lance, at least partly. Possibly so. 
Uh, this is the 415ers on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. You can check us out on the Odyssey app. Also, check us out on YouTube on 95.7's YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there. We're coming at you twice a week here in the offseason. Training camp is coming up in a couple of weeks. And then, of course, preseason, regular season. Uh, TBD on when we'll move to those three episodes per week, Mark. Who knows if we got some more content, some big topics to talk about. We maybe throw some extra episodes at you. Who's to say? But the last part of this episode, Mark, we do want to focus on uh, the the guy that I just mentioned, Brock Purdy. And as much as to me, it is about what Brock Purdy is, which currently is a better quarterback than Trey Lance. uh, You brought up something I thought was interesting, which is your kind of biggest concern about Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback. There's not a ton of data to kind of move off of um, or make, a, I guess, a claim off of. Um, but I guess, you know, where, where were you coming from with, with this question as far as your concerns about Purdy? It's an interesting one because this almost feels like a, a compliment, but because Brock Purdy was so good in this area, it, it gives us a spot where we haven't really seen a bunch of Brock Purdy. So you remember last year, the Niners and, and Brock Purdy were just so good when Purdy was the quarterback, they were dominating most of the games. Um, they really weren't in pressure situations late. But as a result, Evan, uh, we talk about Purdy as a, a small sample size, just as a whole, where he has an incredibly small sample size is in kind of those clutch pressure big moments. So you look at Brock Purdy in his career, again, last year, um, in his eight starts, 248 dropbacks, only 25 of those dropbacks were in the second half when he was trailing. The results, 16 of 25 passing, about a 64% completion percentage, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. In second halves, trailing. Not a great line there from Brock Purdy. What about specific to just the fourth quarter? Trailing in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy, 5 of 12 passing, 42% completion percentage, no touchdowns, and an interception. Those rank him near the very bottom of all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, again, it's an entirely tiny sample size. I'm not saying I expect that to continue as Brock Purdy continues his career. All I'm saying, Evan, is if I were to pinpoint an area that concerns me um, as a, you know, someone watching this 49ers team leaning on this quarterback to be their quarterback of the future and to hopefully help them win a Super Bowl. He hasn't really been tested all that often in those high pressure moments. And when it rarely has happened, he hasn't been very effective and very clearly not nearly as effective as he has been in all of the other moments. Now, again, you have to credit him because the team was ahead for so much of his time as the team's starting quarterback, but when they got behind, think back to the second half of the Raiders game. They ended up winning it, yes. He made the plays, the the few plays here or there. There are also great plays offensively and defensively elsewhere, but he hasn't had that kind of success yet from that, from behind, second half, fourth quarter position just yet. So if I had to think of one area that I'm a little concerned of with Brock Purdy, it is the fact that we just don't really know what kind of quarterback he is in those high-pressure moments. That's something that I will be keeping a very keen eye on early this season, assuming he's healthy and playing, because we just simply haven't seen too much of it. 
That's valid. I also think that's a very comforting stat for Kyle Shanahan because I, yes. I don't think he wants his quarterbacks to be playing from behind late in games. So the fact yes. that it's only happened a few times uh, is probably even more reason that he feels comfortable with him being his, his number one quarterback. And the fact that he was undefeated <laughs> like in all those situations. Uh, to me, the biggest concern is in a way, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of his his biggest strength, or I guess the, the biggest separator from him to Jimmy Garoppolo, his ability to extend plays, it does give me a little bit of pause in that there were a few times this year, yeah, more than a few, there was, I guess, like a split second separating Brock Purdy from getting the ball off and being absolutely destroyed <laughs> by an impending defensive lineman. And those, to me, are plays where, Look, if you know one of Brock Purdy's strengths is his ability to survey the field and make those quick, instant decisions. And so maybe he'll never run into this problem. But I just have a little bit of concern about a six foot, 200 ish pound quarterback dancing around the pocket, uh, trying to evade defenders and not necessarily knowing when to get rid of the ball because that's something that I didn't see a whole lot of and is not necessarily individual to him. I think rookie quarterbacks in general try to do too much, especially uh, when you're on a team as with as many playmakers as he has. You're always trying to get the ball into their hands and allow enough time for those guys to get open. But I just wonder if now this year with an extra, you know, eight games of tape for people to look back on and say, what can we do to Brock Purdy? How can we make him uncomfortable? I do think if he continues to work and operate outside of the pocket, that he's going to put himself at risk. And what have the 49ers had trouble doing in recent years, keeping their quarterback healthy. And to me, that's as much of a Kyle Shanahan thing as it is also maybe those, those specific quarterbacks. I just don't want to see Brock Purdy play into that even more. Yeah, no, I get that. And something you mentioned was obviously health of the quarterback room. Uh, something that concerns me about Brock Purdy as well. It's the health of the running back room. Um, you know how valuable the running back room is. Let's say, knock on wood, let's say Christian McCaffrey has an injury-plagued season uh, and he misses a bunch of time. How does Brock Purdy and this 49ers offense from a larger picture, how do they deal with that? Um, you look back on what the 49ers did last year, and this comes from Warren Sharp on Twitter, a great football follow. Percent of runs, running back runs, that is, versus seven plus box defenders. So essentially the defense is expecting run. They are playing the run. The 49ers led all of the NFL. 91.1% of their running back runs were against seven plus box defenders. Now the 49ers still had a lot of success despite the fact that they were running against a stacked box. One of the best rushing teams in the NFL. A big part of that is of course, Christian McCaffrey. Let's say Christian McCaffrey, for whatever reason, misses a handful of games and the 49ers go back to their rushing attack from before Christian McCaffrey. Still a better than most rushing attack in the NFL, but not nearly as effective as great. The 49ers did not, were not able to take advantage of throwing against stacked boxes. What does it tell you that defenses are willing to stack the box against the 49ers? They don't respect the quarterback enough to commit a bunch of defensive backs back to protect against the deep ball. 
The 49ers, whether it was Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy, haven't shown that consistently enough. So where I'm a little bit concerned, Evan, is say for whatever reason, if it's an injury, if it's just struggles, the 49ers run game loses a little bit of its luster. Not saying I expect it to. Shanahan is a wizard with drawing up run plays. But if it does and defenses no longer need to stack the box as much as they have in the past, I'm a little fearful that it's going to severely limit the 49ers passing attack, which has always been predicated off of the run. And if they don't have that, where does this passing offense go? So I'm a little bit concerned how Purdy and the offense respond if they can't rely on the run game as much as they have in the past. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And I want to stop there because I think this is a conversation that we can continue in our next episode. Uh, drop it on Thursday. Keep an eye out for that wherever you download your podcast from Odyssey app specifically uh, because there's a lot to talk about with Brock Purdy and I think what to expect of him this upcoming season, especially coming off an injury. What to expect potentially of the entire quarterback room. We got him to Trey Lance today. Sam Darnold training camp is just a couple of uh, weeks away. Rookies report soon, veterans after that. So there's going to be a lot more conversation and content coming out of the 49ers in in uh, in the near future weeks. So I, I do believe that that's something that we'll, we'll have to continue to dive into. But that's going to do it for this episode of the 415ers podcast. We appreciate you tuning in however you do. Mark Randy, Evan Giddings, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time.